Are you ready for defensive coordinator Palooza? Locked on Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at JoshOnRef. You can also hear him Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on the KRF Sports app. Well, Josh, the first item of the day was the surprising news out of the University of Oklahoma that the University of Oklahoma and Ted Roof have agreed to mutually part ways uh, with the two-year tenure of Ted Roof as defensive coordinator with the Sooners. A bit of a surprise, Ted Roof helped Oklahoma improve its defense from the 2022 season to the 2023 season, but it also felt like, okay, if there was ever a time that there might be a move made heading into the SEC, this kind of provided a little bit of a a natural breaking point at this point. And according to the University of Oklahoma's release, Ted Roof wanted to continue on in a significant role, not either with the Sooners or somewhere else. Brent Venables had envisioned more of an off-field role for him moving forward. It wasn't to be, so Ted Roof is out the door. Yeah, and uh, good job on both sides to say what they want and need in the situation. And one thing I think you'll find from this channel, if you go back and search through the archives is I think uh, certainly on my behalf, and I I think more or less you and I were on agreement in this, but I don't know that we ever thought Ted Roof was the long-term solution for Oklahoma defensively. Anyways, this always sort of felt like uh, somebody Brent Venables trusted from day one to take over when you jump in as the head coach, bring somebody along with you that has been a part of what you've done that has an extensive history as a defensive coordinator, but is familiar with what you've done. And yet it it didn't seem like, okay, Ted roof because of a couple of things. Uh, First of all, long tenure, his age, um, probably long-term what Oklahoma was going to be looking for the, uh, the recruiting angle to all of this didn't feel like Ted roof was going to be the guy for 10, 12 years at Oklahoma. So it always sort of felt like to me that maybe this was going to be a two or three season type thing. So I think you start there with this situation, John. And then uh, obviously look, uh, they, they did improve from 98th in scoring defense to 46 this season. So that was a legitimate uh, big time improvement. They improved in total defense from 121st to 78th. So that was a uh, legitimate big-time improvement. And obviously, they were really good uh, taking the football away in the the throw game. Even though they gave up a bunch of yards in the throw game, they were good uh, at coming away with interceptions. So there was some improvement, and yet it clearly was not where I think Oklahoma and Brent Venables want it to be and where uh, Oklahoma needs it to be. So, again, I just kind of look at the the situation, John, and say – I don't know that it was ever really going to be a long-term situation for Oklahoma and Ted Roof with Brent Vittables, and uh, the results were not what Oklahoma needs them to be going forward. Yeah, it always felt much like a transitional period, 
And for as good as Ted Roof, I feel like I feel like he was good. You know, was he great? Was he going to help Oklahoma ascend into elite defensive categories or s- status? I don't think so. But he was good for what you needed at the time. Brent Venables needed somebody that he could give the defense to for the week game planning while Brent Venables was figuring out the head coaching thing. But there was also a bit of a, okay, I I don't know about you, but I never got a lot of confidence from Ted roof. When you, when you heard Ted roof speak at the podium and I don't know what he was like in the, in the room with recruits, obviously I think he was pretty good because Oklahoma has recruited well um, in the three years that or the three cycles since Ted roof came on board. But I just don't, he just didn't seem like a guy that, that created that confidence. And maybe it was just a different view of who he was in the public versus who he was in the locker room. But uh, yeah, he's not, he wasn't out there winning press conferences. Um, but I think this is just a, an idea that like, okay, Jeff Levy was brought in a trusted name, somebody he knew, but we always knew that it was going to be a, a short window because Levy was on all of these, you know, coaching higher, you know, potential lists. And, and Ted roof for a different reason, like you said, felt the same way, just kind of a stopgap, a bridge to the future for the Sooners until Brent Venables could feel more comfortable, more established. Well, I felt like he kind of had to take a step back into the defensive coordinator side of things in 2023 to, to help it take a step. But now he's able to step back and, and give the defense to somebody who's now had potentially some success, some success, which we'll talk about, you know, Zach Alley in the second segment and Brent Venables can focus on being the head coach at the university of Oklahoma. He can continue to improve in the game management aspects of being head coach. And, and he has improved, but there are ways that they need to continue to improve. And as far as Ted roof goes, like, again, was good at times, but as the end of the season kind of came along, there were, there were some defensive letdowns, not all on Ted roof. Some of it was execution. Some of it was short fields provided by the offense, turning the ball over. Uh, some of it was injuries in particular to Danny Stutzman. That's you can't really account for that, but there were areas that the defense could have been better down the stretch. You go to that, the, the TCU game, you know, looked like you're dominating. And then all of a sudden the, the dam breaks open and TCU's making it a game in the second half. I think that happened far too often to Ted Roof's defenses and it's, it's kind of a young man's game. I mean, that that's no offense, you know, to Ted roof, but you've got to, you've got to be able to be out on the recruiting trail. You've got to be able to express vision and, and have that energy, especially at defensive coordinator. We know what Brent Venables is about as a defensive coordinator, high energy, high passion, high intensity. Ted roof never just, he never really gave me that same vibe. No, and I think uh, those are fair critiques. I, I would say this on behalf of Ted Roof that, uh, look, the defense did it now. Granted, you were so bad in, in, in year one that uh, I'm not going to give this uh, 19 feathers in the caps uh, uh, salute here, but they did improve from, improved. from last season to this, and they've, they've recruited very well defensively. They've recruited well at Ted Roof's position, of linebacker uh, throughout his tenure. So he, it wasn't uh, even though we can be at the end of this looking for things to improve and for more and for a younger vision and direction, all of that can be true. It's also true to say that that roof did do some good things at Oklahoma and was a part of installing that initial installation for Oklahoma. So, and, and I say good on Ted roof on this front too, John, that both parties 
I think we're honest and transparent with one one another. Brent Venables in the fashion that he wants to lend the reins a little bit more to somebody else uh, that he can trust. And obviously he wants results to be better. It wasn't meeting the expectation. And Brent Venables communicated that to Ted Roof. It would have been an off field role going forward. And Ted Roof, I think, was honest, John, and saying, no, that that's not what I want for the remainder of my career. I want to keep coaching. I'm, I'm passionate about an on-field coaching position. So you, for OU, we look at uh, who they just hired as offensive coordinator alongside Joe John Finley. Well, it was somebody that was in that analyst role, right? You got somebody at Kansas State that just hired Wells who was in that analyst-type role for Oklahoma. So that those are roles that are taken very seriously at OU. Brent Venables puts a lot into it, and we've seen that. Obviously, they've hired their next offensive coordinator from that, and Kansas State went and hired its next offensive coordinator from that. So I say that to get to the, the point with Ted Roof that, look, you don't want somebody in that analyst role at Oklahoma that's not bought in completely into that role. So Ted Roof was honest and transparent on the way out here that, no, that's not what I want to do going forward. Yeah, and it, it's just, again, it's a good time to make the move. You've, you've changed your offensive coordinator. You've got good defensive assistance under your, you know, on your, on your staff. You're moving to the SEC. You've just had one of your best defensive recruiting classes. Now you can take that and move forward. So let's talk about Zach Alley. We'll do that coming up here on Locked On Sooners, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Sooners presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season, here it is. This is week 18. It's wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So that's win or lose $150 in bonus bets for new customers right now. The app, it's so easy to use. There's a wide range of different ways to bet, such as live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. That's uh, that's a nice way to find what may be an uh, in-game option you're looking for. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best and most popular way to make your parlay. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every day. Stick around. For the Locked On Sports Today Dallas or Locked On Sports Today show streaming live 24-7 on YouTube. Go check that out as well. Josh, let's talk about the man who is now being reported to replace Ted Roof, Matt Zenitz, Parker Thune, George Stoya, a number of folks around Oklahoma football and the national uh, coverage are projecting Zach Alley, or reporting Zach Alley, rather, to be the next defensive coordinator for the Oklahoma Sooners. Josh, just your first thought on Allie replacing Roof. Well, it's similar in the sense that here's somebody that's very familiar with Brent Venables. So this is not let's install a brand new defense. No, this is let's run what I want to run, but with somebody that I've been around and that I trust. So that is in common with Ted Roof here with this hire. The, uh, the difference, of course, would be 30 years in age difference, right? You've you've gone young here, and I think that that's something that, let's just call a spade a spade, that's something the fan base was pining for was in this, if and when this moment was going to come, that Ted Roof would be moving on, whether it was mutual, if he was fired, if it was this season, if it was next season, whenever that day was gonna, going to arrive, 
people I think were, were going to want somebody that was young that they felt could go be a dynamic recruiter for Oklahoma. And uh, by all accounts, at least so far, it sounds like Oklahoma's found that. Yeah, it's very interesting. A little background on Ali. He spent 2011 to 2018 serving as both a student assistant and a graduate assistant at Clemson. So again, a guy that's very, very familiar with Brent Venables, who joined the Clemson staff in 2012. Uh, after that, he went to Boise State, worked as the linebackers coach, both inside and outside for a couple of years with the Broncos, then went to University of Louisiana Monroe before getting hired by Rich Rodriguez to go coach the defense at Jacksonville State. Now, you might look at Jacksonville State and say, hey, where's this guy coming from? He's not really done anything. That's not a big-time program. Granted, Jacksonville State made the their jump into FBS, what is now what we determine is Division One uh, football, um, the football bowl subdivision, and helped Jackson State, sorry, Jacksonville State, not Jackson State, Jacksonville State win nine games and improve significantly defensively and finish top ten in a couple of important categories, one in particular being turnovers per game and interceptions per game. So this is a guy who knows what he's doing defensively and can help Oklahoma kind of take another step and, and improve from where they are. And again, it's a, it's a voice. Uh, there's several people sharing the clips out on social media. It's a voice that sounds a lot like Brent Venable's voice. And it's going to come in with a lot more energy, a lot more just kind of that teaching mentality and somebody who's run a defense in recent years and had really, really good, good success, an up and comer. You know, he, again, he's only been courting defenses for three years at the FBS level, once at Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe, and then once at Jacksonville state. So a, a very young hire, not just from a age perspective, but also from a, an experience perspective as a defensive coordinator, obviously making a big time jump from Jacksonville state to Oklahoma, but he also gets Oklahoma's toys to play with on the defensive side of the ball. So that should have you somewhat excited about what Ali might be able to bring to the table for the Sooners. Well, and I don't know about you, but uh, look, uh, speaking of similarities, this is kind of similar to going and plucking a very young Lincoln Riley. Uh, now it's offense versus defense, but I, I don't, I've never been someone that gets real hung up on, oh, you went and got uh, a group of five guy or you didn't hire a power five coach. I, I get that it's a, a big jump up and, and all of the different elements at play, but the the statistics speak for themselves. And it's not as if Ali didn't spend all that time working directly alongside Venables at Clemson. It's not like he hasn't been at Boise State where, look, if uh, we're talking non-Power 5 programs, that's a non-Power 5 program, John, that has some pretty lofty expectations for itself uh, year in and year out. So he's been around big time winning football. He, uh, I'm sure, is no stranger to any of that. He was a part of Clemson winning national championships and uh, making their run toward national championships. So I I'm uh, I'm all about uh, what he's done in terms of his track record. And if this is who Brent Venables trusts and wants and feels is okay to hand the reins over to, then all aboard. So a few more stats just about Allie's defense at Jacksonville State. Uh, they led Conference USA in points per game, yards per game, rushing yards allowed per game, sacks, forced fumbles. Uh, they were ninety. They were in the top 96 or 96th percentile in rush defense success rate. 
and 67th in pass defense success rate. They ranked eighth nationally, eighth nationally in defensive efficiency. So this is a really, he, he, he coordinated a really, really good defense at Jacksonville state. Again, making that first step into FBS football, again, helping them win nine games. Um, Parker Fleming, you might know him as at stats of war over on Twitter also shared a really fun little graph. Um, this was back on January 3rd, just about teams that, you know, have a good scheme and, and better scheme fit and teams that are able to, you know, tackle and finish comparing yards before contact and yards after contact. Well, Jacksonville state, they, they, they finished pretty favorably on both of these things uh, in particular, the um, tackling and finish as well as scheme. So it, it's going to be a good defense. I mean, we already know Brent Venables is going to coordinate, coordinate a good defense. Now he's got somebody that's going to speak his language that he can trust to run his defense and run it the way he wants to while Brent Venables is able to hold on to the head coaching reins a little bit more and continue to grow and develop in his own right as a head coach. Cause he has to, I mean, there, there were some really, really good moments from Brent Venables as a head coach this year, some moments where he still has to learn. So given that Zach Alley is coming in, can take those reins back from Brent Venables who had to kind of step back into the defensive room a little bit more this year. And Zach Alley is going to have a lot of really good players to, to work with Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman and that host of, of young defensive linemen coming in in 2024, you know, really good transfer additions and Dejan Malone, uh, you know, you're getting Woody Washington back. You've got Peyton Bowen. You've got Robert Spears Jennings, a linebacker crew that might be one of the deepest in the nation uh, when it's all said and done. I mean, and he's going to be the, the linebackers coach for that, according to the reports that are out there. So, it's a it, man. It's a really exciting time. Like I get you. You you want to see? You'd rather get somebody who's on the rise from somewhere like Alabama or from somewhere like Georgia. But you know what? You're not often going to get that guy because that guy is going to go get a head coaching job somewhere, or you know he's going to be a, a hot assistant for somebody that he worked with on that staff. So this is just part of the nature of the business. Is you go to where you know. And he knows Zach Alley. He's worked with him a long time. He trusts him. I mean, he recommended him for the University of Louisiana Monroe job. And that's how he got it. Brent Venables recommended him for that job. And then Rich Rodriguez, who was the offensive coordinator on that staff, when he became the head coach at Jacksonville State, took him with him. And Rich Rodriguez, the former West Virginia, uh, Michigan, Arizona head coach who's been around the business a long, long time. If he believes in the, if he believed enough in the kid to coordinate and give the defense to the, at the time, I think he was 27 years old. That should say a lot about who this kid is and what he's about. So I think it's a really, really good hire. Uh, if this does come to pass which there's no reason to believe it's not going to come to pass based on all the reports that are out there. I think it's a really, really good hire. Josh final thought on Zach Alley here. I'm excited about it. Uh, again, I think that a, another injection of youth is a good move for the program. If uh, if you can add one more dynamic recruiter, one more uh, individual that has the energy to match, Brent Venables is is good for the program. And again, I don't get caught up on the not coming over from a power five situation. Uh, I think if you're a great coach, you're a great coach. And clearly Brent Venable spent enough time around Allie and uh, has no doubt, as you said, recommended and then been following 
the uh, the journey for Ali since. So I'm imagining Brent Venables has a pretty good idea that he's found a star on the rise. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a guy that's been around him a long time. And, and again, he's someone that sounds a lot like uh, Brent Venables. If you go and listen to some of those clips, we're going to continue to talk defense as the Oklahoma Sooners added a transfer edge rusher. We'll talk about that coming up here after the break on Locked On Sooners. If you're looking for last minute tickets to the best concerts, football, basketball, hockey games, what have you, game time is the place to go. I'm looking right now at the Civic Center Music Hall. If you're into musicals, Lay Miz tickets are available. You can get those even at game time. Yeah, game time is for sports, but it's also for the best shows around town as well. John Mulaney, SNL cast member, coming to the Windstar World Casino. If you love some stand-up, go check that out. You know, tickets are available on game time. Go download it in your app store and use code locked on college for $20 off. It's the best place to get last minute tickets at the lowest price. Game time again, use code locked on college. That's L O C K E D O N C O double L E G E for $20 off your purchase over at game time. All right, Josh, the Oklahoma Sooners added an edge rusher. No, not Nick Scourton, who ended up committing to Texas A&M. They got one Caden Woolard, Miami of Ohio, edge rusher, a guy that is pretty, pretty productive over the last couple of years in 2022, had five tackles for loss, four sacks in 13 games in 2023, had 12 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, 41 total tackles and two forced fumbles this past season, helping Miami of Ohio, Miami of Ohio have a pretty successful year um, up in the Mac. Uh, they finished 11 and three, eight and one in the conference, a good, good season there. And Caden Woolard was a big part of it. Yeah, obviously uh, we knew that OU was in the mix for Woolard and uh, we knew that Scourton was a possibility. One out of two, not all bad. Uh, obviously would have loved to have gotten both, but Oklahoma with Rondell Bothroyd, Marcus Stripling, Reggie Grimes, some familiar names. Moving on, this is uh, a la Bothroyd. Let's go find somebody that has a lot of production to their name out of the portal. Let's bring them in. That will be a plug-and-play rotational piece or starter for Oklahoma to go alongside names like Ethan Downs or Mason Thomas. We'll see uh, about Trace Ford. And then the the younger names, right? P.J. Adabare, we think good chance that next year is sort of the, the breakout season. Uh, Taylor Wine and uh, Gilmore and Smith, uh, the others that are signing in this class for Oklahoma. But it, it makes you – it gives you a little comfort, I think a little ease to add somebody in Woolard that – uh, you you touched on the numbers this season, but career-wise, 17.5 TFLs, 14 sacks, five pass breakups, uh, three forced fumbles, four block kicks. I mean, here's somebody that's done a lot of different things for uh, for Miami of Ohio. It's not even just along the interior of the defensive line. Four blocked kicks is exciting to add into the rotation, thinking about the, the special teams department. But somebody that does have production is college ready. You don't have to wait on that. This was something Oklahoma – felt it it needed and look they've gone and found it and again it gives you a nice floor to develop and and continue to have competition at edge with guys like ethan downs pj adabori r mason thomas it it's he's gonna push them you know he's he's guy that can come in and play a lot of snaps for you you know he's 6'5, 250 he's ready made to come in and be an edge opposite of ethan downs 
unless one of your younger guys is able to come in and, and take a role as a starter. Now you hope that that's a guy like PJ that can come in and be a starter now for you in year two. But if he's not ready, you've got good insurance that can, that can play a lot of snaps for you. He's played a lot of college football. He's going to be used to the day in day in day out grind, but he's been pretty productive as well. So you continue to develop that as you develop your pass rush, which has, which has to get better. You know, it's a pass rush that was very up and down. And there's a reason why Oklahoma was after edge rushers in the portal because they needed to add guys that have production and can come in and make an impact. Now, I will say this. I thought Rondo Bothroyd was going to come in and have a much bigger impact this year than what he did. He was good at times, but the pass rush productivity wasn't quite where it needed to be for my liking. Can Caden Woolard come in and, and be what I thought maybe Rondo Bothroyd was going to be this past year? Possibly. Uh, again, he's a little bit of a lighter prospect, which I'm I'm okay with that. Like, I don't need my defensive ends to all be 280 pounds or 290. Like you, you might have one of those guys, but really I want my, my defensive ends being around the 250, 260 range, your edge rushers to be kind of in that vein, but are strong enough and long enough to be able to hold up against the run that you don't have to take them off the field. You don't have to have a 280 guy to be good against the run. You just have to have a guy that knows how to use leverage and play with leverage and use his body to his advantage. And hopefully Caden Willard can be the answer there. Again, you've got an Ethan Downs. You've got R. Mason Thomas. You've got P.J. Adeboare. You've got a host of young 2024 signees. You talked about Taylor Wayne as well. But again, this gives you a veteran that you can plug into your starting lineup and feel okay about unless somebody's able to come in and, and give you a higher production and higher a higher ceiling along the defensive line. And let's hope R. Mason Thomas, who it looked like, okay, this is the R. Mason Thomas we thought we knew in his freshman season and had been waiting on, saw a little bit more of that uh, in the bowl game. If if that's there and he takes it up uh, another level and you've got Downs back doing what he's done and P.J. turns into the five-star full-time that you uh, are expecting, okay, well, now all of a sudden you start talking about Gilmore and Smith and who, if they can give you something in year one would be nice. And then you, you think about Woolard, if he's Rondell Bothroy from last season, if those other guys, if an R. Mason Thomas and, and Downs is who he's been and Adabare is a star, well, then you don't need Woolard to be this big-time star. Then he can just be uh, however many snaps here and there and provide a little bit uh, of relief for you and some production, and it'll be A-OK -okay and a good ad. Bottom line is it doesn't hurt Oklahoma to bring in somebody with a proven ready-made college experience i'm sure the new defensive coordinator mr alley's not upset about it no not at all anytime you can add a guy with nine and a half sacks i don't care where he comes from that's that's important and it's impressive so big big get for the sooners uh you know we didn't get a chance to run down the offer sheet i don't know if you looked at that at all josh uh, but i imagine that there were there were guys out there or teams out there trying to get their hands on caden willard as a transfer as well i'm gonna see if i can pull it up real, real quick um while we're vamping and i did not pull it up correctly sorry this is terrible vamping but we can discuss that more on our next episode of locked on sooners uh, again thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of the show i think josh is gonna hammer it down remember to subscribe to locked on sooners wherever you get your podcasts uh man it's it's an exciting time it's january but big news is always happening for oklahoma football and we'll continue to cover it here on Locked On Sooners. Softball season is right around the corner, and the men's team starts conference basketball play on Saturday 
against Iowa State. So, Josh, did you find the offers in the transfer portal for Caden Willard? Yeah, I don't have a full list, but just to, to give you a sampling of the schools that he reported offers from, you're looking at Minnesota, Indiana, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Kansas, Missouri, and in Oklahoma, uh, Louisville, just to name a few. And I'm sure maybe there were even some more than that. But this this is someone that was getting legitimate across the board, power five interest. So uh, somebody to be excited about, no doubt. Yep, no doubt about it. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on Ref. Myself at John Nine Williams. The show is at Locked On Sooners on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you might look for Locked On Sooners account and content. But until next time, Boomer Sooner.